Hey, gang, what's up? Welcome to the David Glenn Show on a Wednesday afternoon. And we say welcome to App State Day 2019. The Mountaineers are taking over the airwaves over the next three hours. Adam Witten with you. Brett Strelo from the Strategic Communications Office on the Mountain. You may know him from covering the ACC for many, many years around a few stops here in this state. And we're excited to talk to you today about all things Appalachian State. A great lineup of guests coming your way. We always try to shoot for the moon in terms of number of guests for these school takeover days while DG is on vacation. And we're going to get to that in just a moment. We've got 10 guests scheduled to join us today from all different areas of sports played, covering the media, former players, current players. Athletics director Doug Gillen is going to join us. Some of the current head coaches, including some of the new coaching faces on the mountain, Eli Drinkwitz of the football team, Dustin Kearns of the men's basketball team. Uh, Brett, how are you, man? Good to do this again with you today. What are you looking forward to most on the show? I still can't believe you allowed me to do this once, and now we're in year three, so I guess they let Joe Giglio do it for the NC State day, so maybe the bar has been lowered a little bit. So. I, didn't, I didn't really have a better option, quite honestly, so I mean... It's going to be Sorry. a long three hours by yourself, Adam. It is. Uh, hey, hey, Darren Vaught is, even though DG's on vacation, Darren is not. He's producing the show today. Darren, I want to ask you about this because my favorite part about doing this show at the very beginning is hearing that song, hearing somebody to love with the Blues Brothers. How did that become a thing to open the show? Uh, so I think you guys know we talk about movies on this show a lot, and DG likes to bring in his personal lexicon there which of course includes blues brothers it's a personal favorite of his uh he's a big energy guy he likes uh, yeah, like i can tell when he likes certain bump songs that i play based on the energy every now and then i kind of like mid-show i like something that's just like you know it's kind of like cruising along music right like i don't need a a big grand opening for every segment but for the beginning of the show of course so a he loves the energy in this song and just kind of the sentiment, right? Everybody's included. It's supposed to invite... Uh, even Brett Strelo. Yeah, even Brett Strelo <laughs> for three years running now on App State Day. <laughs> uh, I will say this. It, it, uh, it bothers me a little bit when I hear it every single day to begin the show because Dan Aykroyd in the open there references the people of Illinois. And like we're a statewide show in North Carolina. Oh. And I, I get the sentiment of the song. And obviously we can't change the fact that the Blues Brothers were in Illinois. But it just it, it, it just irks me every time I hear it. I'm like, man, I wish I wish I could change that to something more North Carolina centric every now and then. You could probably get Petey Pablo to voice over just the oh, state part. Man, we could do that. Hey, if, if our buddy David Jackson, uh, former voice of the Mountaineers and hosting with you on Friday is listening, he'll appreciate my suggestion of maybe Ben Folds open the show. He's, yeah. got, ties, he's got ties to, to North Carolina, specifically the triad area. So, hey, if you could do me just a solid, it would not only make us happy, it would uh, solve the problem that you just brought up about Illinois being mentioned in the song. Uh, that opens the show every day and it would it would be a little dig at david jackson so I, i'd appreciate that so uh, we'll put that on the calendar for next year assuming you guys have us back all right on the show today we mentioned coaches players uh dignitaries uh luminaries if you will from the app state program um some of the interesting people we're going to talk to over the course of the next three hours we mentioned the head coaches. We're also going to have Dan Daniel Jeremiah on the show. I've been wanting to talk to him for, for a long time. Uh, he was the quarterback at App State when, when I was a student there. 
and he's gone on. Some people might know him as the quarterback of App State, but those that don't follow the Mountaineers and just follow sports, specifically the NFL, know him as, as a very prominent member of the NFL Network. Uh, he's on Twitter at Move the Sticks. He has the very popular Move the Sticks podcast. He's a former scout for multiple teams in the NFL. Now he's an analyst on the radio broadcast for the L.A. Chargers. I'm really excited to talk to him about a variety of topics. Michael Smith writes for the Sports Business Journal, and he's an App State grad as well. So we're going to talk to him a little bit about his time at App State. We're going to get into some more broad-based 30,000-foot view questions about the world of college sports and specifically ask him about an article that he just wrote um, about the anatomy of a coaching search. He got really in-depth with Doug Gillen and App State's process in what they just went through in December, which was finding a new head football coach when Scott Satterfield left for Louisville and they arrived at Eli Drinkwitz. And so he'll be able to take us a little bit behind the scenes based on a story that he wrote for the Sports Business Journal. We'll talk women's basketball with head coach Angel Elderkin. We'll also visit with a recent inductee of the App State Sports Hall of Fame, Donald Sims, the all-time leading scorer from the men's basketball program. That's going to be in hour number three of the show. And Jordan Fair, linebacker and leader of the App State defense. He's going to be our second guest today at about at the bottom of the hour. So we'll talk to him about this year's team, uh, the new faces that they're working with, specifically on the coaching staff. There's a new defensive coordinator in Boone, Ted Roof. And so we'll talk to Jordan about that and a few other fun topics with him. Our first guest, though, and I'm getting interested in getting Brett's take on this to begin. Our first guest is going to be Jalen Davis. Jalen is kind of burst onto the scene in the baseball world. If, if you haven't heard that name yet, you may want to start keeping him filed away in your memory bank because Jalen is currently tearing the cover off the ball in AAA. Uh, he played for App State in the, the middle part of this decade, and he was, uh, I think, a 24th or 25th round draft pick, and he's been with the Minnesota Twins organization, and he made his way up to AAA, and he was crushing it in AAA, and he was just recently traded to the San Francisco Giants organization, recently named Player of the Month for the International League, and he has been, he's someone that you could see on a major league roster, potentially with the Giants, uh, when the September call-ups happen here in a few weeks. So Brett kind of uh, alerted me to what he's been doing because he, he's, baseball is one of the sports that he's following on a daily basis at App State as one of his uh, duties as a strategic communications director. So I, I'm really interested to hear Jalen's story, but how, how, give us some perspective, Brett, on just how good he has been and the rise that he has had through, through the minors and potentially on the cusp of making it to the majors. Yeah, like you said, he was on the 2015 team with Jeffrey Springs as well, another major leaguer from App State. Mm -hmm. So two major league guys on one team and, um, you know, started this year in double A, did really well. And then in kind of mid to late June, got called up to triple A and then did incredibly well to where on deadline day he gets, he's part of a big league trade with the San Francisco Giants. Uh, you know, the Twins have a pretty young, deep outfield. And, you know, I think in the month of July alone, he hit 11 homers and batted 368 and, it hasn't slowed up since he uh, got traded to where he's in Sacramento, California now. And he has two home runs and is batting like 570 in his first couple of games yeah. in Sacramento. So he's just been on an incredible tear to where when you look at September call-up options or whatever, it's a good chance App State could have two, uh, two alums in the major leagues. Sacramento lost last night his new team, but he did have another hit and drove in another one. And I think I saw his batting average since joining the team is 571. 
I mean, he, he's been amazing. So, like I said, he's on the brink of being called up to the majors, which would give App State baseball two players in the majors, joining uh, Jeffrey Springs, as, as you mentioned earlier, on the pitching side. All right, so Jalen Davis is going to be our first guest. Plenty of football, basketball, and other topics coming your way. It's App State Day. Uh, hashtag on Twitter, App State Day DG. I, I don't think I got that right. I think it's just App State DG. Darren will correct me if I'm wrong here. But App anyway, State Day DG. I don't App know. State yeah, Day yeah. DG. That's the hashtag on Twitter. Um, so if you want to join in the conversation on Twitter, that's how you can uh, be a part of the conversation on social media. But plenty of guests, fun times ahead for all of you interested in hearing about all the things that are going on with Appalachian State. Thankful to the David Glenn Show and, and DG and everybody for having us as a part of their week in the Voices of NC Tour. And we're excited to kick things off with Jalen Davis, who is a name that people will become familiar with very, very soon in baseball because of the way he is playing and the rise that he's having through the ranks in professional baseball. Jalen Davis coming up on the other side of the break as you're listening to App State Day here on the David Glenn Show. We'll be back in just a bit. Mr. President Barack Obama, welcome to the David Glenn Show. How are you? David, it's great to be on. It's wonderful to, to talk to the folks in North Carolina. I always say uh, I love the state of North Carolina, love the people of North Carolina. Even the folks who don't support me down there are nice to me. The David Glenn Show. If I ever took a loss, I learned a lesson. I won't ever think I'm better than Welcome back to the David Glenn Show on a Wednesday afternoon. It is App State Takeover Day as part of the Voices of North Carolina Tour. I'm Adam Witten. Brett Strelo is here as well. We're talking App State Mountaineers for the duration of the program today. And we're excited to welcome our first guest of the afternoon. His name is Jalen Davis. He's an App State baseball alum, and he has been on a remarkable tear in AAA. He was recently traded to the San Francisco Giants organization from the Twins, and he was recently named July Player of the Month in the AAA International League. So we're going to get to all about his, his performance and the success that he's had of late in the, in the minors and, uh, and also some, some time at App State. But, Jalen, thanks for getting up with us. You're, you're on the West Coast now, I, I would imagine, uh, stationed there in Sacramento. But... Uh, Tell us kind of first the, the adjustment in going from Rochester to Sacramento. It's kind of part of the business, I guess. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me. Um, it's been some uh, kind of adjustment. Um, I started off uh, in Rochester, and I ended up having to meet the team on the road, actually, in Round Rock, Texas. So um, I, we just got into Sacramento last night. This is my first day here so far. So I guess are you just at a team hotel? What is that actually for those who don't know the the moving life for a professional athlete of you know knowing where you're going to stay? I guess are those some of the biggest adjustments even beyond getting used to new teammates, a new league, and and like that? Um, yeah, that's a, that's a probably the biggest adjust, biggest adjustment is uh I'm definitely in a team hotel right now. So uh, they asked me did I have a place figured out, and I was like no, not really. So they're like all right, uh, well you can stay in a team hotel so you figure out where like um you're going to stay. And we only have three home series left, so there's no point to really find a place out here, to be honest. Can, can you give us a little bit more detail, as much detail as you're, as you're able to provide or remember, because I'm sure it's been a blur, but uh, when you got the news about being traded and, and kind of what the next steps were in, in making sure that you could go and, and meet the, your next ball club wherever you happen to be, kind of take us through the moments um, as, as you learned about where, where you were heading. 
Um, okay. Um, we were actually on the field uh, taking BP, and um, everybody was joking around. I was like, hey, uh, you hear anything yet? I said, no, not really. I was like, I doubt anything's going to happen. And the trade deadline was already over, and um, we were sitting there, and then uh, our manager walked up to me and said, hey, uh, take it in. He said, yeah, you're now a member of the San Francisco Giants. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so he's like, yeah, um, just take it in, uh, take the rest of the day to figure out. And he said, you should hear from the Giants here shortly. So um, I went in, packed my stuff up, and uh, a guy from the Giants called me and said, hey, uh, welcome to the Giants. He said, uh, you're going to meet the team in Round Rock tomorrow morning. So I ended up going to the airport like 11 on, and flying into uh, Austin. So, yeah, it was kind of kind of uh, exciting, but yet I was a little nervous, to be honest. Um, I've been with the Twins for since I started, so, I mean, it's definitely a, a big step for me here. So We've talked about some of the numbers this year for you in just 102 games, 27 home runs, 76 RBIs, a 308 average, and um, you know the last month in Rochester and now even in Sacramento, how well you're doing. I guess just to set up how you've gotten to this point, you know, you're a Greensboro native, went to Northeast Guilford High School, played at App in uh, 2013, 14, and 15. Uh, just what memories stand out from your, your time at App State and how that kind of shaped and built a foundation for the kind of career you're having right now? What memories? Um, I had to go uh, stay started back to my freshman year, um, going in, getting to play as a freshman, uh, going down to NC State, but uh, first opening series and ended up beating them on the opening day. So, I mean, um, I don't know, it was like the guys, being around the guys at App and uh, the coaches, staff at App, I mean, just really helped me to be the player I am today, to be honest. What what clicked for you, Jalen? You know, Brett mentioned that the numbers that you've put up recently in AAA and you were recently named uh, Player of the Month. You had 11 home runs in the month of July alone. Uh, what What's clicked for you to, to allow you this much success at the plate? Um, we had, Well, when I was with the Twins this year, we actually got a new hitting coordinator. And uh, as soon as I came in spring training, sat down and talked with me, he was like, so, hey, I love your swing. He said, I think you have a little bit more in it. He's like, I want you to try to stay in your legs more. And uh, so let's work on that and see if what we can do. So we worked on that during spring training, and I just, just took off from there. You're so close to a dream that so many people have, and you don't want to put the cart ahead of the horse. But being that close to reaching the major leagues, how do you just kind of keep the right balance of focusing on what you're doing day to day? But I guess that excitement of feeling like if I keep doing things the right way, you can make that next step. Uh, yeah, it's kind of hard. I try not to think about it. But um, I guess just showing up to the field and just trying to go out and do um, what I've been doing so far, just trying to take one day at a time. I think that's um, kind of helped me not think about it so much. Your college teammate, Jeffrey Springs, um, he's been on the disabled list with the Texas Rangers, but made his major league debut last year. Um, I don't know if you guys ever got to face each other on some level, minors or majors. Who would get the best of those matchups in college when you guys would square off? <laughs> um, you can be honest. Hard to say. That's kind of hard to say. Uh, he def we had actually played him in high school in the state championship, and they ended up beating us, so. He's kind of got the upper hand right now. <laughs> We're visiting with Jalen Davis. He's an App State baseball alum. He is playing uh, in Sacramento right now, AAA baseball with the San Francisco Giants organization, and he has been on a tear. Again, uh, look it up, and, and you can see for yourself just how good he's been, but player of the month in the International League. All right, let, let's, let's talk a little bit more about your days at, at App State, Jalen. Um, 
Brett mentioned what it was like for you when you were playing um, and some of the moments you have on the field. But I, I'm always curious to hear from folks that matriculated at App State, what's some of the things they enjoyed doing when they weren't playing? Some of the, your favorite spots in town, the things that you enjoyed, you'll, you'll think back on and have fond memories of in college, of just being a college student in Boone in general. We actually, <laughs> most of my teammates, we actually uh, spent a lot of time at the rec center playing basketball. Kind of wasn't supposed to, but <laughs> we did. <laughs> we definitely did. Um, trying to think where else. Uh, oh, it's kind of it's kind of been been a while. <laughs> it's kind of hard to remember. I mean, I I remember. I know for me, like, I, man, I, I love going to like twenty five cent wing night at Murphy's on on Monday yeah. nights or something like oh. that. Oh, yeah, we definitely spend, spend some time at Murphy. Sure. <laughs> I think we all have some good stories about, about Murphy's. Um, yeah. You know, so what, what, do you, what do you know about or have you even broached this topic with anybody in terms of what's the difference? What's the thing that takes someone from being a really good AAA baseball player to being someone that can have success in the majors? You know, we, we've talked already about how you're, you're on the cusp and, and you're, you're, you're trying to make a run to make it to the show potentially later this year. But what, what do you know right now about, hey, this is what it's going to take for me uh, above what I'm already doing to be just a, a good player at, at this level and then being someone that can be productive in the big leagues? Um, I just think it just takes um, guys that can perform night in and night out, uh, whether they have it or whether they're not. Just been able to turn that switch on and find a way to get through everything. So, I mean, I think that's the biggest thing, um, coming through in situations, finding a way to come through in class situations. Uh, I think that's the biggest thing. I mean, um, I don't know. It's got to be able to control your nerves. The crowd's obviously going to be bigger. Oh, I think that's the biggest thing, to be honest. Well, I appreciate I know we're probably wrapping this up. We kind of put you on the leadoff role, especially being West Coast with our first interview. Is that a pretty comfortable role for you, or should we put you like third or fourth in our lineup today? No, it's fine. Well, we, we appreciate and especially getting up early with us because you're adjusting to, well, maybe it's not early because you haven't quite adjusted your time clock yet out in Sacramento, considering you just got there after, after the team got back from its road trip. Uh, but, but thanks for, uh, for getting up early in, in, in Sacramento time zone to, to spend a few minutes with us here, sharing some of your, your stories currently. And then from the past and your days at App State, Jalen, uh, congrats on everything that you've accomplished so far this year. And uh, we, we hope we, we continue to hear more great things about you as the season comes to a close. All right. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Okay. That's Jalen Davis, App State baseball alum. Again, he is ripping the cover off the ball in AAA right now in Sacramento. Um, Hopefully he'll be a September call-up for the San Francisco Giants. I don't think either of us would be surprised at this point based on the way he's hitting the ball. He's certainly a candidate to be in the big leagues as the season gets to its final month. All right, coming up next, we're going to shift gears to football. We're going to visit with one of the key members of the App State defense. We've also got a couple good stories to share with you about our next guest. He is Charlotte product Jordan Fair, inside linebacker for the Mountaineers. He's coming up on the other side of the break as you listen to App State Day on the David Glenn Show. Thank you. 
I made a reference to Mike Krzyzewski of Duke and his GOAT status. And I kid you not, I got angry emails. If I really wanted to insult somebody, I would include some kind of sentence about being in the leaping prairie chewing on grass. This is The David Glenn Show. All right, welcome back to the David Glenn Show, App State Takeover Day. Adam Witten, Brett Strelo. That song can only mean one thing, and that's our next guest, Jordan Fair. He's the linebacker for the Mountaineers. We've got a few fun topics to talk to him about. We're going to get into to, to Luke Combs here in just a second. But first, Luke, or Luke <laughs> Jordan, how are you, man? Good to talk to you. I'm doing well, Adam. How are you? Doing okay. Uh, before we get into to some of the, the other topics, oh, slightly away from football, uh, I, d- I do want to ask you just how the first few days of camp have gone. Th- this is a crucial camp for, for App State uh, because this, to a certain degree, a new system's being put in with a new coaching staff. You've got a new defensive coordinator in Ted Roof. So give us uh, a few words, if you could, on the first few days of, of fall camp. Yeah, for sure. Um, we're day six right now. We've got our first scrimmage coming up in a little over an hour. Uh, things have been going really well. I um, mean, install has been very smooth. Uh, we've been performing well on both sides of the ball. It's very competitive out there. That's what I love about our team is that the offense is uh, uh, scheming up some hard plays for the defense, and the defense is playing hard and uh, trying to stop those plays on the offense, and we just compete and get after it every day. So it's uh, the adjustment period is – is gone and we uh, we're uh, rolling with uh, what we have right now and uh, we're going to continue to add on to that in preparation for the season. Yeah, well, moving forward from a year in which App State's defense ranked fourth in the entire country in scoring defense, fewest points allowed. Um, now you have a new coordinator in Ted Roof, who's also your position coach as in the inside linebackers. Um, I think across the business, uh, Coach Roof is universally, um, you know, he has a lot of respect of people, not only for the coach he is, the kind of person he is, just how would you describe developing a relationship with him, both football-wise and maybe even just away from some of the football stuff? Yeah, Coach Roof has been uh, has been great since the start. I remember when he first got the job, he called me um, over winter break, and we talked for 10, 15 minutes. I mean, he's very relatable, uh, great guy. He uh, very experienced both in football and in life. So I'll just walk into his office and talk to him, X's and O's, and I'll just go and talk to him about life. I mean, he uh, – He's got a lot of wisdom, and he's been great for our team and our defense. Uh, um, really love what we're doing on the defensive side of the ball. Um, he's a great leader for us, and uh, um, we uh, we really uh, respect him and uh, follow his leadership. And he's been a great uh, great fit into uh, the same uh, same defense that we had from last year. So we're excited for this season. Talking to Jordan Fair, linebacker for the App State football team here on the David Glenn Show. It's App State Takeover Day as part of the Voices of North Carolina tour. So up in Boone, when we ha- in the middle of football season, we'll do a weekly show on Tuesday nights called Mountaineer Talk. And last year, Jordan was one of our guests on the show, along with quarterback Jacob Huseman. Those two are good buddies. Jordan, you may remember this. I'm going to play the audio because I want to ask you about it again. This is a new audience uh, to this particular <laughs> clip. You probably already know what I'm getting at here. But yeah, uh, we, we asked about just some unique, uh, some things that people do 
in uh, as roommates or friends off the football field that are just quirky. And this is what Jacob Huseman had to say about Jordan Fair. This is before we lived in the same house. So this is when we still lived on campus. But um, I used to live right next to Zach and Jordan. Like okay. we lived right next door when we were in the dorms. And I used to hang out with them all the time. I was really never in my oh, room too I know. much. I know. Um, <laughs> when Jordan, and I don't see him do this anymore, right? But when Jordan, when Jordan brushes his teeth, I don't know why he does this. Jordan will brush his teeth at night with one of his legs, his feet up on the sink. <laughs> yeah. And he'll brush his teeth. That's with his leg all the way uh, up I'll, on the sink. I'll defend that. That is so random. I'll defend yeah. that because I'm big on, like, stretching, and, like, I always Goodness. stretch right before I go to bed. Yoga I'm, before bed. I'm, constant, I'm, like, constantly, <laughs> I'm constantly sore. I'm constantly all that. So, yeah, when I'm brushing, I'll just put my foot up and lean into it, stretch out my hip switch flexors. Switch the other one. Yeah, switch to the other Strangest side. thing. Two birds with one stone, man. I mean, I want to go to bed, so I got to get both done. But I mean, brushing your teeth really, you know, it yeah. works your muscles. You got to stretch them after it's you're brushing done brushing for two minutes one minute each leg you know it works out uh jordan are, are you still doing that when you brush your teeth every night uh no i wouldn't say it's quite as often now i had a good <laughs> little setup in the dorm room uh where i could do it more efficiently but uh i still uh still defend my case on that uh, i still uh invest in my stretching and uh nightly preparation before i go to bed so yeah i uh I can still attach that if I get an opportunity. If I'm brushing my teeth at a sink, that's good. Uh, good leg level. I'll get a good stretching. So I'm not a, not ashamed of doing that. Two birds, one stone. That's a, no wasted minutes. No wasted time but, during the day. Th okay. These are the thing. These are the things that it takes. The little, the yeah. extra things that it takes to become one of, uh, one of the nation's most freakish athletes, as named <laughs> uh, earlier this summer. So I mean, these are the things you have to do, right? That's it. It's the little things that add up. Well, now I feel like I was lacking because in some of the nominations of sharing some of that stuff, I mean, we have your vertical jump, your you know, time in the 40, your bench press. We did not mention your stretching ability in there, which I think may have propelled you higher on the list. So I, <laughs> that's, that's our bad on that. So sorry, Jordan. Stretching well, and multitasking. <laughs> um, stretching and the flexibility is what uh, counts for those numbers, you know. So if I'm not, if I'm not feeling good, I'm not going to be able to perform too well. So I always got always to be stretching and feeling good. Are there any other rare freakish list talents? And we have Jalen Virgil also made the list because of his sprinter speed. Is there yeah. anything shareable on this team that, of another freakish attribute that a teammate has that maybe really should be in consideration? Oh, yeah. I mean, Adam asked me a similar question on uh, Facebook Live the other day. And, I mean, we have, a, we have a lot of freaks on this team. I mean, we have a lot of athletes that are just as freakish or maybe even more so. I mean, we, uh, Akeem Davis is one that stands out. I mean, he's a stud. Um, in all aspects, Henry Pearson, Tom Smyth is one of the strongest guys on our team. He's only a sophomore. Um, I mean, so I could go, I could go on and on, like I said on the Facebook Live. But we have a lot of, a lot of athletes, a lot of big guys that are strong and they can move really well. So, well, to switch gears slightly, we your intro music came in. We had some Luke Combs, "Beautiful Crazy," and if you're on our Twitter account, you saw the video that we posted mm -hmm. um, for the Aspies this year. Uh, there were some impressions and some other songs, some lip sync kind of things, and you did quite a good job of. Uh, I mean, even just your performance theatrical and like the words singing up to where for people that have heard that song, you go up in the team room and approach your girlfriend who's a student athlete at App State, if I'm not mistaken. And then you just kind of blow by her on the way <laughs> to where the real trophy is, the Sunbelt Championship trophy you guys won last year. I guess yeah. can you just share a little bit about that story? And did you have to, you know, apologize after the fact or anything, <laughs> any feelings hurt in the making of that video? 
No, so we uh, what it was. So that was first stack with Stanford Student Athlete Advisory Committee, and we put on the athletes at the end of uh, end of every year. So my girlfriend and I, Tristan, she plays soccer. Shout out to you. Um, she's on stack as well. So um, we were thinking of like what what the football team should do for a lip sync video, and uh, cause it was a competition between all the teams. Me, Vic, uh, and Noah were all talking about it, and Vic actually came up with the idea. He's like, you need to sing a country song to Tristan and you know, uh, like go act like you're going to give her a hug or do something and then just kind of pan over and pick up the trophy and sing to it. And we're just thinking, I was like, let's just like, let's do a uh, beautiful, crazy Luke Combs. And uh, if I would have told Tristan that story prior, she never would have committed to it. So I, was <laughs> like, I was like, Hey, like we got to go up to the stadium real quick for sack. It'll take, it won't take 10 minutes. Like just come with me. She's like, Oh, what are we doing? Blah, blah. I'm like, no, don't worry about it. Like, it's okay. Like, um, some people just have to ask us some questions, like just making up something just to get her there. And uh, we told her, I was like, all you got to do is just stand right here, just stand in this one place, and I'll do the rest. And uh, we had a, some of our uh, student um, uh, video, videographers for the football team actually filmed it, and they did uh, very well. Max, uh, he's great with the camera. So we did a few shots on that. And, uh, no, there's no hard feelings. I mean, it was uh, – it was pretty funny, so we had, we had a good time with that, and it was successful because the football team won uh, the lip sync battle at the absolute. So, so you didn't so. you your girlfriend never knew that you were going to pull that move, eschew her for the Sun Belt Championship trophy until you actually did it for the video. Yeah, so I had to get, I had to get her there physically. That was the biggest thing because if I told her, <laughs> I was like, "Hey, we're going to go shoot a music video," she wouldn't want to do it. So. Um, I got her there, and then when I told her what we were doing, then she was like, are you serious? You got to be kidding, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, it's going to be funny. Like, just go. And it, uh, it was successful. So she was uh, she was very good in that aspect. She made the video. That's why I tell everyone, I'm like, without her, it wouldn't have been a good video. So. Yeah, so uh, unfortunately for, for the radio audience, um, the, the audio to the video is just the Luke Combs song, so it wouldn't do yeah. us any good to actually play the audio from the video on here, but we can tell you that if you go to at App State Sports on Twitter, the official athletics Twitter handle, they just retweeted that video so you can see Jordan in his acting and lip-syncing prowess. Um, it's about a 90-second, two-minute video, but it's, it's, it's pretty funny, and Jordan did a great job. Uh, Jordan, I appreciate you spending some time with us, man. Uh, good luck through the rest of camp, and before you know it, we'll be uh, taking the field at the Rock against ETSU. Uh, good luck through the rest of camp. Yes, sir. Thank you. Can't wait. Looking forward to it. I appreciate uh, being on here. Thanks, guys. That is Jordan Fair, linebacker for the Mountaineers. We're going to stick with football, but we're going to talk to an alum of the program, a former quarterback who is now uh, one of the most widely known uh, analysts and uh, commentators when it comes to the NFL. Daniel Jeremiah joins us on the other side of the break. It's App State Day here on the David Glenn Show. Jerome Robinson, are you a hugger or a handshake guy? H how does it work if Adam Silver is waiting for you? I really don't know. I, I hope it's not awkward. Uh, <laughs> you know, I hope it's not like a hand to hug to hand kind of thing, but I don't know. I might just mess around and just hug him, no hands. I think he's uh, a hugger. You're listening to The David Glenn Show. All right, welcome back to the David Glenn Show. It's App State Takeover Day. Let's just let this music sit here for a second. As if you couldn't tell by the rejoin music, it is App State Day. Adam Witten, Brett Strelo with you. 
Our thanks to Jordan Fair, linebacker for the App State football team, and Jalen Davis, App State baseball alum and current member of the San Francisco Giants organization at the AAA level who is making a great case as a September call-up to join the show. We're hoping to talk to Daniel Jeremiah. He is quite the traveler because of all of his responsibilities NFL-related. And with training camps going on and his work with the L.A. Chargers and the NFL Network, he's a man on the move this time of year. So we're hoping to catch up with him. But while we try to track him down, I do want to talk to Brett a little bit about some of the things that are happening on campus because we've talked coaches and players and, and things that are going to be happening on the field, but it's been in quite a summer up in Boone. And those that haven't been up there yet and may not get up there until either Fan Fest this Saturday or the first football game on August 31st, and maybe they haven't been in Boone since the end of last football season. Brett, how, how would you put into words, how would you articulate what it is like, especially on that side of campus, um, and what people are going to see when, when they get up there? I think I'll start with thank you for your patience and pardon our progress. <laughs> that, that's a good company line there. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a definitely a, visual, a different visual, um, you know, from working in the building, uh, from Owens Fieldhouse, um, you know, coming down to the work they're doing on the North End Zone facility. Um, it's coming along there, and that's part of a, a big picture project for campus with, you know, there's a parking deck that's pretty close to being ready um, that you, some people wouldn't even know it's there because it's just, it's kind of flush with that Eggers buoy lot that um, existed over there, but it'll provide a lot of good parking options, um, especially as, you know, stadium lot has disappeared and just a lot of people have really been understanding of that as, you know, there are new dorms and some green spaces coming up in that area, kind of across from Jack Branch Drive. So it's a little bit of a tight fit in there with some construction fences, yeah. but it's all, it's all for a greater good as, um, you know, through the generosity of some and just, you know, the progress we're making with athletics and campus as a whole uh, moving forward. It, it's going to be a challenge in, in a lot of ways, and we're not trying to beat around the bush on that. But if you want to see what we're all working toward, the Mountaineer Impact website that is now up, which is the, the capital campaign for these facilities and various improvements across App State Athletics, um, not just on campus, but the new App 105 center that's going to have tennis and softball and track and field. You can see all of that. You can see the visuals of it on that Mountaineer Impact website. And so you'll be able to have a good idea of say, yeah, this is, this is different. This is a challenge. And this is all things that we have to work through for, for a, a short period of time in the grand scheme of things. But this is what the payoff is going to be. I, I am curious to, to, to talk a little bit more about the upcoming football season and I mean look app regardless of of all the changes that happened on the coaching staff app is picked to win the conference again we found that out at media day about a week ago what to you is the most interesting storyline though or a couple of storylines in camp as it relates to the 2019 app state football team yeah I mean I think the things you'll hear most because on paper this team returns you know, I think 10 offensive starters you know, six or seven of the guys who started defensively for one of the best defenses in the country. But this group together hasn't accomplished anything yet. And so you've got new coaches mixing in with some, you know, coaches that were around before that have stayed on this staff with the returning players and more newcomers. So it's this big puzzle that's all fitting together for the first time. And, you know, on paper, what happened last year was, was awesome. And 
you would think that there should be those expectations, but we just kind of mm-hmm. have to see how it all works. And I think what I've heard, and I'm obviously in the building, it just it sounds encouraging the way the culture is maintained, and there are things that you know, they see that maybe, hey, we can do this better than we've done. It's been a strong foundation. Uh, Coach Drinkwitz has been quick to praise, you know, what Jerry Moore and Scott Satterfield have, have put in place here. You know, they have some of their own ideas of how maybe to try to make it better. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, certainly the fans will look at schedule things. Um, you know, obviously two P5s. Um, the, the team is just focused on, what, 24 days from now, East Tennessee State, because yep. uh, that'll be a new look thing for everybody. So there's no reason to look ahead uh, that far yet. But um, it, it's with smart, passionate people in place and the foundation of success in the past, like it's hard not to be excited to see what this might look like. <laughs> We haven't been able to catch up with Daniel Jeremiah. He was scheduled to join us this segment, but we are going to try to slot him in a little bit later on in the show in hour number three. Still to come on the program, we're going to visit with three head coaches on campus. New football coach Eli Drinkwitz. That'll be toward the end of hour number three. Dustin Kearns is going to join us at the top of the hour coming up in about 10 minutes from now. He's the new men's basketball coach. And Angel Elderkin, the women's basketball coach, will join us at 145. Doug Gillen, athletics director, will also be on with us, as well as Michael Smith. He's a writer for the Sports Business Journal and wrote a great story on the anatomy of a coaching search and zeroing in specifically on App State's hiring of Eli Drinkwitz after Scott Satterfield left for Louisville. We're also going to talk to A.J. Howard, former defensive back for the Mountaineer football team and just recently won a Super Bowl ring with the New England Patriots in their last run in beating the Rams in the Super Bowl back in February. As it relates to this year's football team, you know, you, you talk about the, found, the foundation that Coach Drinkwitz and his staff are building. And, and the one thing that stuck out to me in talking to, to them last week was, yes, you have senior leadership and guys with experience under this belt. You have experience at, at the quarterback position now, experience at running back, wide receiver, defense. We just talked to Jordan Fair, who's going to be a leader for this defense. Josh Thomas, one of the captains of the defense. They might be second, third, or even four-year guys, but everyone's kind of being treated as year one, as though uh, in a way they're kind of all freshmen because they're year one in this system. They're year one as, as this family, as this group with this coaching staff and installing this new system. Has that been kind of the approach in, in, in the first few days in practice from your perspective in that they're treating everybody as though it might be their very first camp, even though it's not because this is their first one altogether? Yeah, I mean, I think you'll hear a lot of stuff about how this 2019 team is almost a separate entity. Like you can't really compare it to 05, 06, 07 or, you know, 2018 because it's, it's, it's its own department a little bit. And, you know, I think certainly there are guys that have proven it before that, you know, you'd think, you know, they'll probably have prominent roles this year, but I don't know that anything is guaranteed to people um, when you think about some of those things. And there's some system tweaks a little bit, but, you know, Coach is big on the idea of, you know, performance over preference. So there are going to be some changes with the new staff of, you know, players having to learn how to do things differently. But, you know, at the same time, the coaches are going to be flexible and adaptable because if something worked well in the past and if it's if it's a terminology thing that maybe was sim- similar kind of schematically, like maybe the coaches will – Mm-hmm. go with the same terminology they used before because it's easier for them to learn something than 100 players. So it's it's kind of a give and take on both sides a little bit. And you like to see that, that um, you know, just that kind of flexibility and communication on both sides. We're going to talk to Doug Gillen a little bit later on. He's scheduled to join us at the bottom of the 1 o'clock hour, the athletics director at Appalachian. And, and scheduling is always a topic I like to talk to Doug about. And this year is, is a unique schedule from a non-conference standpoint. And, and to the folks listening to us around the state, 
Uh, Brett is someone that has covered uh, ACC sports, App State sports, college sports around the state for so long. The significance of App playing both North and South Carolina this year in non-conference and getting a chance to start this series finally with the Tar Heels that will include one game in Boone. The significance of that from your perspective as someone who covers the, the sport from around the state and from the standpoint of what this will mean for, for App State fans and getting a chance to, to bring this rivalry um, to something that we'll see over the next few years. Yeah, I mean, I think people remember how polarizing the move from FCS to FBS was and some of the things you give, some of the things you take. And, you know, from just the standpoint of in Boone specifically with the Miamis and Wake Forest that came to Boone, those are opportunities that would never existed without the transition. And that's kind of built upon itself to where you can build these home and away, home and home series where a, a UNC will come to Boone at some point where you can play games in Charlotte against some of these people. And, you know, I think more and more the idea of, you know, is it a lose-lose situation to play some of these in-state rivals that maybe you're not in the conference with? I think with the ideas of how to entertain, how to you know, sell tickets to get more people involved, people have seen that it's good to have these matchups that people are care about and invested in. And we saw how quickly you know, the App State-UNC game sold out in Chapel Hill. That mm -hmm. it's, it's a win-win to play these games. That you know, People are interested and they want to see them. And so I think maybe that's the biggest takeaway of seeing just maybe how people are kind of rethinking the scheduling model a little bit. I think you really have to love the schedule that's coming up this year if you're, if you're an App State football fan because all four non-conference games have regional significance. You have the North Carolina game, the South Carolina game. We touched on those. The first two home games of the year, East Tennessee State, which is just an hour down the road west in Johnson City, and that's, that's resurrecting a rivalry that existed when the two teams were playing football in the Southern Conference. And then Charlotte will be year two in, in that matchup between the 49ers and the Mountaineers, and that one certainly means a lot uh, around this state for two teams that are in peer conferences, the Sun Belt and Conference USA. The schedule is fantastic. We'll talk to Doug Gillen about it in just a little bit at the bottom of our number two. All right, coming up next, we're going to be joined by new men's basketball head coach Dustin Kearns. He's one of the fresh faces on the mountain. Hour one is in the books. Two more hours coming your way. It is App State Takeover Day. Glad you're with us. Adam Witten, Brett Strelo, sitting in on the David Glenn Show. Coach Lou Holtz is joining us. What can you tell us about those four seasons in Raleigh? Everybody from North Carolina calling us Boo You and Agriculture You. And I remember walking in the press conference saying, I want everybody in the state to understand agriculture is better than no culture. Stay with us on The David Glenn Show.